Good morning, everyone. This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Before we get into today's news... Let's stop and take a moment to talk about the Fight, Laugh, Feast Club membership. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portals, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Trust me, I looked. Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. $100 off for this one. So if you've got $10 a month to kick over our way, you can sign up now at flfnetwork.com or fightlaughfeast.com. Biden, he's reportedly planning to issue $10,000 in student loan forgiveness for some borrowers, basically anyone making under $125,000 a year. President Joe Biden is reportedly set to issue a student loan announcement Wednesday that could include a $10,000 loan forgiveness plan for borrowers making under $125,000 a year, which is most college students when they first get out of college. CNBC reported that Biden's announcement on student loans could come as soon as Wednesday. The Wall Street Journal later reported that the administration is in fact making plans for an announcement on that day. The administration has spent months debating the subject of student loan cancellation and officials vowed a decision would come before the end of August. While the White House has not confirmed official details of Biden's plan, NBC News reported Tuesday that he will likely announce a $10,000 student loan forgiveness for individuals making less than $125K a year. Biden also is reportedly planning on extending the current pause on student loan debt payments, NBC News reported, citing sources familiar with the plans. Quote, the president will have more to say on this before August 31st, White House spokesman Abdullah Hassan told NBC News in response to the reports. As a reminder, no one with a federally held loan has had to pay a single dime in student loans since President Biden took office. I like how they're acting like this is good news. And this administration has already canceled about $32 billion in debt for more than 1.6 million Americans, more than any administration in history. And we can't figure out why inflation is so bad. No, he, he didn't. They didn't say that. But I, I put that in there. But the White House did not immediately respond to a request from comment from the Daily Caller, who wrote this article. Some members of the Democratic Party are likely to be disappointed with Biden's reported decision. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Democratic, and Democratic Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, for example, have pushed Biden to cancel upwards of $50,000 in student loan debt. Meanwhile, more left-wing lawmakers like independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders have called for a full cancellation of student debt, Forbes had previously reported. Well, that's insane. Let's go to Los Angeles, the city of sanity. No, not really. Uh, About 36,000 L.A. Unified students missing from the first week of school. About 36,000 students enrolled in the Los Angeles Unified School District, the second largest school district in the United States, were absent from the first week of school, according to data released by the district. The data shows 89% of students attended the first day of school on Monday, August 15th. That number rose slightly to 91.8% the following day and climbed to 92.8% on Wednesday and finally reached its peak at 92.9% on Thursday or, once again, slightly falling to 91.9% on Friday. The first day's attendance rate was 12% up from the 77% on the first day of the previous school year. 
After nearly half of LAUSD students, or about 200,000, were found in April to be chronically absent, that's how it described it, defined as having missed more than 9% of their classes, Superintendent Alberto Carvalho implemented a strategy to reconnect with students, including visiting their homes over the summer like a creeper. At the time, Carvalho said he planned to launch a program in the 2022-2023 school year that would create a team of counselors tasked with preventing chronic absenteeism, Through though he hasn't announced when the program will start. The district's high absenteeism rate last year was potentially exacerbated by virtual learning and its COVID-19 protocols. Oh, you think? Which included a mask mandate for all students and staff, weekly testing for unvaccinated students, and 5 to 10 days of home quarantine for asymptomatic students in close contact with a confirmed case. This school year... The district has loosened most of these restrictions, though students and staff were required to take a COVID-19 test before returning to campus. Weekly asymptomatic testing is no longer required at home. Oh, excuse me. At home quarantines for close contacts without symptoms are also no longer required. And masking is now only strongly recommended, according to updated guidelines released by the district August 2nd. Well, good. I'm sure they're taking advantage of classical conversations. No, I'm not going to jump into an ad for them, but uh, just just saying. Crime, now let's go back to the East Coast. Crime spiking in upscale New York neighborhoods, NYPD statistics show. While crime is increasing across New York City, upscale neighborhoods are experiencing an even higher spike this year, police department statistics show. Year-to-date, the top seven major violent offenses, murder, rape, robbery, felony assault, burglary, grand larceny, and motor vehicle grand larceny, have increased by 36% from this time period of 2021, according to NYPD statistics. Manhattan's sixth precinct, which includes the wealthy neighborhoods of Greenwich Village and the West Village, is seeing an 80.2% increase in the top seven major crimes year-to-date compared to 2021. Yeah, well, that's kind of, I figured, what would happen when you tell the police to not to do their job, essentially. I digress. Crime has risen 65.5% year-to-date in the upscale first precinct, which includes Soho, Tribeca, Wall Street, and the World Trade Center. The increase in those seven crimes is 50.2% so far this year in the most affluent neighborhood in the city, Manhattan's Upper East Side. Jamal Alznar, who owns Village Revival Records in Greenwich Village, told CBS News that he has started rarely calling the police because it seems as though anything goes now. And I wonder who he voted for. Otherwise, his complaints should, you know, not be there. Quote, we need to enforce some laws a little tougher, I guess. End quote. That was from Jamal. (laughs) Or, here's an idea. You could invest in armor. The mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men and tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. They are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty, and they create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. Visit them at ar500armor.com. That's ar500armor.com. Now... Back to, let's talk about President Trump. We haven't talked about him for a while, have we? Trump's Truth Social app enjoys 550% increase in downloads following the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. 
Former President Donald Trump and his Trump Media and Technology Group reportedly enjoyed a 550% increase in downloads of the Truth Social app in the week following the FBI raid. The Daily Mail reports that former President Donald Trump's social media app, Truth Social, saw a huge 550% increase in downloads in the week following the FBI raid on his Mar-a-Lago residence earlier this month. Data AI reported that the Truth Social platform has been downloaded approximately 3 million times since its launch. The app topped the Apple App Store charts in April after a number of technical difficulties with the platform had been resolved. However, despite the major increase in downloads, the app is still dwarfed by social media platforms such as Twitter and Facebook. On Truth Social, President Trump boasts 3.9 million followers, far less than the 80 million followers he used to have on Twitter. Truth Social saw approximately 2 million downloads in the first two weeks after its launch in February 21, 2022. But due to technical issues, including a long wait time to access the site, the app download rate quickly fell. Downloads increased in late April when users on waiting lists to access the app were approved to join the platform. All right, now it's time for my favorite topic, sports. And we're going to look at the NFL today. Baker Mayfield named starting quarterback for the Panthers versus the Browns. And that has some intrigue right there because, well, Baker Mayfield used to play for the Browns before they kicked him to the curb in favor of a uh, sexual predator in Deshaun Watson. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about that some other time. Baker Mayfield will start the Carolina Panthers' September 11th regular season opener against his former team, the Cleveland Browns. Panthers coach Matt Rule made the announcement on the team's website on Monday. Mayfield acquired in a trade with the Browns earlier this offseason, beat out incumbent starter Sam Darnold for the job. I'm not surprised as somebody who had Sam Darnold on his fantasy team, and he did nothing. The news was expected as Mayfield had outperformed Darnold during most of the training camp. Elsewhere in the NFL, let's shift our focus back to Los Angeles as we're going to talk about the Chargers. Still weird to say they're the Los Angeles Chargers should be in San Diego, but... Los Angeles Chargers become the first NFL team to honor police on the field since 2020. Huh, what, something happened in 2020. I forget. A preseason matchup between the Los Angeles Chargers and Dallas Cowboys featured a pre- presentation Saturday that honored police officers hurt in the line of duty. Teaming up with the Wounded Blue, an organization that highlights damage to police officers hurt on active duty, the Chargers invited members of the organization to the game. As relayed by Fox News Digital, Juan Reyes and San Bernardino Sheriff's Deputy Marcus Mason fired the Heroes Cannon to begin the game. Reyes was shot six times during an incident in Studio City, and Mason was wounded in a separate shooting. We are honored by the Chargers' support of America's wounded officers, Sutton commented. More than 120,000 officers have been attacked in the line of duty over the last two years. Too often, America's law enforcement are severely wounded and left to fend for themselves, as 85% of departments don't have the resources to deal with long-term issues they face in their injuries. PTSD and suicide are also at a historic high. Recognizing these officers and providing peer support for them is critical to their recovery. Amid an increasing amount of violence since the George Floyd-inspired 2020 riots, oh yeah, that's what happened, the NFL has seemingly steered clear of supporting trust and safety between its general audience and pro-police causes. However, we got to give credit to the Chargers here, as they became the first team to invite a pro-police organization since 2020, or maybe they're just trying to save face. Nonetheless, they did it. 
Folks, this has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, sign up for our conference, or sign up for a magazine subscription, you can do all of that at one spot, fightlaughfeast.com. And as always, if you'd like to send me a news story, ask about our conference, or become a corporate partner for Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless.